rowdies run there, they kick the ball around. The rowdies run here, the rowdies run there, then they fall on the ground. Oh, the rowdies, the rowdies, the rowdies are kicking the grass. Here's another reason why WYSL is your sports leader. Now, North America's longest-running soccer radio show, Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Your hosts, Rochester Lancers trainer and Wall of Famer, Joe Redcard Sirianni. WYSL sports director and Rochester Lancers historian, Andrew Battisti. The editor of FrontRowSoccer.com, Rochester Lancers reporter and Lancers Wall of Famer, Michael Lewis. Soccer is a Kick in the Grass is presented by Dr. David Olivo, Family Dentistry, and brought to you by the following sponsors, Flower City Union and Flower City 1872, the Rochester Lancers, Top Notch Monogramming, Salvatore's Pizza and Donuts Delight, Polano and Company, Italian American Sports Club of Rochester, Opera Bracelets, Faber Builders and Claridge Decorating Center, Allstate Insurance Agent Enzo Scolo, and St. Padre Pio Chapel. And now, here's Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. This is Andrew Battisti. Thanks very much for being with us tonight. Well, the big news that broke last late last week, Flower City Union, the champions of NISA for 2023, made it official that they are not going to be returning to NISA next season. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock will be the official announcement where Flower City Union will play next year, or this year actually, so coming this coming spring, summer, they will be competing, they will be playing, and we will find out where they will be playing. And we'll be talking tonight with the general manager of Flower City Union, Casey Catlin, to find out what the reasons were for the split and what the fans can expect next season in the new league, whatever that league may be. We also have the Rochester Lancers in action this weekend at the TSE in East Rochester. They are undefeated, 5-0 and on the season, and they'll be playing the second-place team, Baltimore Arsenal, on Friday and Saturday, looking to extend their winning streak. We'll have the captain of the team on the tone in just a moment, Alex Harling, to talk about this very important two-match series. And believe it or not, MLS starts this week. Yes, I know it's snowy and cold and all of that, but MLS is starting this week, and you think we'll be talking about Lionel Messi, which we certainly will be doing, as Inter-Miami will actually kick off the season on Wednesday at home against Real Salt Lake, but there's a lot going on outside of MLS on the field, which is unfortunate, but there's some big news regarding the U.S. Open Cup and the refereeing situation. There are a lot of fans out there that are very unhappy with Major League Soccer and are really questioning their position whenever it comes to the overall, <clears throat> excuse me, overall situation with U.S. soccer. So Michael Lewis from FrontRowSoccer.com, he certainly has a lot to talk about regarding that. Plus, this week is a is a milestone for CONCACAF. The first ever Women's Gold Cup will take place, and it starts tomorrow with the U.S. national team taking on the Dominican Republic. And Michael will have thoughts on that. Plus, we'll have the latest international soccer news as well. Fortunately, Joe Sirianni not with us tonight. Hopefully, next week his voice will be back, and we'll have Joe with us. We really miss Joe, of course, his insight and his Unique perspective on soccer, and of course, he's the host of the show, too. Can't forget that. So hopefully next week we'll have Joe on. 
But right now we're going to move forward, and we're very happy to have our first guest on the show tonight. He is the captain of the Rochester Lancers indoor side, Alex Harling from Rush Henrietta. And Alex's appearance is brought to you by the Lancers. Once again, kickoff at 745 Friday and Saturday. If there are tickets available, there may, there may not be. If you can't get tickets, you can always ask your friends to, to give you, if they have season tickets, let you borrow some. You can go to rlancers.com for all that information. Plus, of course, I'll be broadcasting live on Lancers TV with the American Dream, Mark Sotilli on color. And we'll have all the action for you on the Internet if you can't come to the game. Alex, good evening. It's been a long time since you've had you on the show. Welcome back, and congratulations on the great start this season. Yeah, how you doing, Andrew? Glad to be here. Um, do, doing great. It's great to be calling a, a team that's 5-0 and on the season and bringing a lot of excitement to Rochester. And you've been a part of this Lancer franchise for many years, both indoors and outdoors. What do you think that's, that's been the, the key this season for this great start that the Lancers have had, going 5-0 and and really have dominated pretty much every game they've played? Yeah, I think uh, it comes down to experience um, and, and leadership, I would say. We have a good core of guys between, you know, Jake, um, Joey Tavernisi, uh, Dom, Toby, Player of the Month. Um, some of those guys are just so strong on the field and their IQ is so high uh, mixed with the young, talented guys that we have. You know, the sky's the limit. So it's, it's worked out well for us this year. It certainly has. I mentioned Darren Toby. He is the January... M2 Defensive Player of the Month. Renters are giving up less than four or less than five goals a game so far in their first five. They've given up, I think, 23 or 24 goals, which is excellent for indoor soccer. And we'll see oh, what yeah. happens on this weekend against Baltimore. But this, the team's been off now since the first weekend of February when they beat Orlando twice. What has the team been doing, Alex, during this break? Have they just been practicing and getting ready for, for the matches this weekend? Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely been practicing a couple times a week. Um, I hope the guys are watching, you know, the MASL, M1 games, um, watching those guys and just learning the game. Um, and then Baltimore played Kreisnik, um, I want to say, last night or two nights ago. Um, so we got some footage to kind of study during this, this break. Yes, they won in Utica by a score of 6-5, to five, which puts them up into second place right now. They are two wins and two losses on the season, I believe. I'll just check that here because I want to make sure I have the... Yes, two wins, two losses. They only played four games. They have a lot of games left, as does practically all the teams in the East except for Utica. They have played seven. But So Baltimore, certainly, if they can come in here and get a couple results, they'll be right back in the hunt for first place in the in the Eastern Division. So I know these are... Two very important games for you guys. You beat Baltimore in the first game of the year, 14-6, to so I'm sure they're going to be coming in here ready to try to get revenge. Absolutely. That's what I would expect, um, and we'll be ready for them. I'm sure you guys will be ready. And it's really, like I said, it's been a team effort. I mean, they haven't, again, having all that experience in the back, but the, the new guys that have come in, Ali Alamari, who's leading the team in scoring, the Yemenis yep. International, He's got 12 goals this season, and Ryan Curtis, also from Flower City Union, they've, they've really contributed, and that those those two guys have really helped to even make the team stronger this year than they were last year. 
Absolutely. They've uh, they've stepped in and done a good job. Um, I think Ryan has kind of trained with us in the past, um, but he's also played on a couple other teams. Um, so he wasn't able to play with us during the games last year. But no, no doubt having him, uh, Ali, Ryan, um, you know, Davison, there, there's a few new guys uh, kind of taking our team to the next level. Yes, they have, and it's a pleasure to watch you guys. You guys really play very, very well, and it, play as a team with with a lot of cycling of the players. And it seems like you guys know your 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 teammates so well right now. I mean, it's pretty much al- almost everybody who was back from last year's team, as you said, the experience level. And you know, I think I think as the season goes on, some of these other teams may be able to improve that that camaraderie as joe would say to to yeah. to to make their to make their runs but i know that Baltimore, i'm sure is going to be ready for this weekend do you think you'll see anything different from them from the first game we we got got out on them early in the second quarter we, we scored i think seven goals to take a take a command of that game do you think that Baltimore might try something different especially that they're going to be playing on a much smaller field this time they're where they play they play at the same arena the blast does and it's a very big field uh, the blast field is actually pretty small. Um, really? Okay. And then well, thank you for correcting our, me. Yes. Um, and then compared to our home field, uh, it's pretty similar. So I, I would expect them to maybe make some changes. You know, whatever they tried the first couple games didn't work. So maybe they make some changes, but uh, I think ultimately they'll have to adjust to what we're doing. And that's kind of the mindset going into it. You're the captain again this year, Alex. How do you see your role this year with an experienced team for the most part, as opposed to last year where you guys were really getting to know each other? Um, I would say it's a little bit easier. You know, guys know where to be. They know what we're trying to accomplish as a team. Um, so I would say it's definitely been easier uh, from a game-to-game standpoint. But I'm honored and and pleased to be the captain again. It's great. It's interesting looking at the M1 schedule. Baltimore actually hosts Harrisburg, who the the Rochester Lancers have an affiliation with. Harrisburg actually playing twice this weekend. They are playing in in Harrisburg twice against the Monterey Flash on Friday and Saturday against the Baltimore Blast. So. I wonder if other Baltimore might send down a few of their M1 players to play on Friday night, potentially. Yeah, it's something we always got to prepare for. You never know. These guys, uh, like all the teams are affiliated with M1 teams, so game to game, you never know who to expect. Um, So we just do our best, prepare the best we can, and make teams adjust to what we're doing. How's the team doing physically? Everybody healthy right now? Uh, yeah, I think for the most part we're healthy. I know Joey's got a quad issue going on. Um, he's tending to that. I think a few more weeks out for him. Um, but I think other than him, I think we're we're pretty healthy right now. Well, that's good. I know that, that Harrisburg plays twice this weekend. Anyway, so we, we wouldn't have had Joey anyway probably this weekend because he'd be up with, with Harrisburg. So. Yeah, you guys are right. I'm going to be prepared. I'm sure you're looking forward to having a big crowd 
at the at the TSC to cheer you guys on this weekend. These are very important games. Every game is is critical because you guys want to continue the unbeaten run and potentially down the road be the top seed in the playoffs. Exactly. That that's right. You know, the first weekend I thought um, we had a good crowd, good turnout. Um, we end up going to the the bar that's next door and kind of celebrating as a team with some fans. Um, so I'm hoping to have the same environment this coming weekend. Well, Alex, I'm looking forward to calling the games with Mark Sotilli on Friday and Saturday. Kickoff again to 745. If you can get a hold of tickets, you can do that through rlancers.com. If you can't listen, if you can't be there in person, you can watch the games on Lancers TV. You can go to Lancers website or their social media to get the links for the weekend's game. So, Alex, thanks so much for being with us on the Soccer is a Kick in the Grass, and good luck on the weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for everything you do for the Lancers. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you very much, Alex. Appreciate that. To Alex Harling, the captain of the Rochester Lancers, again, Friday and Saturday, 745, against Baltimore Arsenal at the TSC. You don't want to miss it. Rlancers.com for tickets. Back with international soccer news and notes next on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Here on WYSL and live on the web at soccerisakickinthegrass.com. Top notch monogramming is soccer, Lancers, U.S. national team, Pele, Pittsburgh United. Top notch monogramming is reggae, Bob Marley, Grateful Dead, Giant Panda. Clash. Top-notch monogramming is... Embroidery, screen printing, heat transfers. Top-notch monogramming is... Rochester, Pittsburgh, USA Wear. Top-notch monogramming.com, 248-2650. Top-notch monogramming, peace and love since 1992. Are you looking for a new dentist for your family? Dr. David Olivo has been caring for Rochester's dental needs for over 20 years and would welcome the opportunity to serve you. To make an appointment, call 328-3382. Dr. David Olivo, offering quality dentistry with a gentle touch. Kuja Kuja, it's me, Soccer Sam, for Salvatore's Pizza. Why Salvatore's? We use the highest quality ingredients in all our menu items. Spotless, clean locations. A local family supporting our local community. Full menu delivery. And yeah, we deliver everything but babies. We purchase all our supplies locally from Palmer's. Online ordering at salvatore's.com and our hotline, 234-5555. And we have an amazing staff. Do it with me, salvatore's.com. Are you looking to update the kitchen, bath, or flooring in your home, but don't know where to begin? Whether it's cabinetry, carpeting, hardwood flooring, tile, or kitchen and bathroom remodeling, Claridge Design Center in Chai Lai Fall Plaza is the place to start. Claridge custom designs and builds quality remodeling projects throughout Rochester and Monroe County. At Claridge, the visions and ideas you have for your home are developed with the experienced Claridge designers to make your dream project a reality. And the quality of service you receive at Claridge is second. Second to none. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call Claridge at 889-5800 or visit their website to meet the Claridge team. See examples of their finished work at ClarageDesignCenter.com. Soccer is a kick in the grass. WISL AM 1040 and FM 92.1 and 95.5 West. Welcome back to Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. Andrew Batiste here. Joe Siriani will be back next week, hopefully, on the show. And this is our International Soccer Report, and it's brought to you this and every week by our title sponsor, Dr. David Olivo Family Dentistry. 
Located at 2005 Lyle Avenue in Gates, the medical building there. He's up on the second floor. You can call 328-3382 if you need a new dentist. Are you looking for a new dentist or you are in new to Rochester maybe and you're looking for a dentist to for your whole family? Dr. Levo is the place to go. They'll take care of everybody from first appointments when you're just a little tot like I was way back in the day. Or seasoned citizens like Mr. Siriani and my mom when, went to Dr. Levo as well. So Dr. Levo, the website is davidolevodmd.com. We, can, we are highly recommending anybody looking for a, a great dentist in the city of Rochester, a top dentist, not just Dr. Levo, but his entire staff. They do a tremendous job. They've all been there many years, very experienced, and they'll take great care of you. And they're accepting new patients. As my wife is now going to Dr. Levo. So, again, number is 328-3382. The office is open 8 o'clock in the morning to 5 at night, Monday through Thursday. So give them a call tomorrow if you want to make an appointment. And thanks again to Dr. Levo for being our title sponsor here on Soccer is the Kick in the Grass again this season. Well, for Mr. Siriani, we'll start with Italy. And it looks like Inter is going to reclaim the Serie A Scudetto title. They are now nine points clear. They beat Salernitana handily on Friday and Juventus in second place was only able to draw at Hellas Verona 2-2. So they're now nine points back. Actually, Milan had a chance to move ahead of Juve, but they lost to Monza 4-2. That's the first victory Monza's ever had over AC Milan. That's Silvio Bertosconi who used to own the late Bertosconi, who used to own AC Milan, then was the owner of Monza. So that was a huge win for them. They scored two late goals after Christian Pulisic, who just played out of his mind in this game. He assisted. They were down 2-0, and Christian Pulisic set up Olivier Giroud to bring goal, pull a goal back, and then he had a cracker of a goal with his left foot in the area, top right, top far corner, no chance for the keeper to tie the game, but then Milan gave up the two late goals and lost 4-2. So they're still in third place in Serie A. The other big news today that broke in Italy, and boy, as Joe always says, coaches are hired to be fired. And that is the case for Napoli. They fired their coach, Walter Mazzotti, today. And this is just ahead, two days ahead of their Champions League round of 16 first leg at the Diego Maradona Stadium against Barcelona. Napoli it was, of course, the reigning Serie A champions, but they are mid-table this year. They have not been able to keep the form they had last year. Of course, they also lost a few key players as well. So, the, of course, when that happens, the coach gets fired. So, the manager, if you want to call it that. So, they'll be having a new caretaker manager, Will Napoli, ahead of that big match on Wednesday against Barcelona, where you would think that, that Napoli would have a, a good chance to post three three points or to post a victory at least to get themselves ahead in that two-leg tie with the Spanish Catalanians, Barcelona. So we'll see how that goes. We'll talk more about the Champions League in just a bit. But i got to talk about my boys, Chelsea. Not the greatest result, but you know, when you take a point on the road against Manchester City at the Etihad, you got to be happy. They were ahead for most of the second half. Raheem Sterling had a great goal late in the first half, but... City tied the game in, in the, the 10 minutes to go and ended up 1-1, to but that certainly puts a dent in Manchester City's title hopes. They are now still sitting in third place 
in the Premiership. They're four points behind Liverpool at the top and two points behind Arsenal in second. They do have a match in hand because they had matches postponed when they were in the Club World Cup. But still, they're going to need to get some results and keep the pressure on the top two. Liverpool and Arsenal have been the top of the table pretty much the whole season. And they both won big away this week. Liverpool beat Brentford 4-1 and Arsenal won as well, 5-0. So the Reds and the Gunners still running high at the top of the table, but City's certainly not out of it yet. One of those three will certainly be the Premiership champions this year. I want to say a big congratulations to U.S. international Josh Sargent, who's playing for Norwich City in, this, in the championship, the second division. He had another pair of goals. He has now 10 this season. Of course, he's coming back from a very serious injury that he suffered that kept him out of international play for the U.S. But if he continues at this rate, he may be one of the, the forwards that Coach Greg Berhalter, if he's still the coach, will call on for the for the Copa America. So that's going to be interesting. He is on in form right now, and you and you want a striker who's in form because right now not a lot of the U.S. strikers are in form outside really of Christian Pulisic. So we'll see if Sargent can can do it at the international level. A lot of things happening in in Germany. Let's just mention first off that the. Another U.S. international, Brendan Aronson, has his first goal ever for Union Berlin, and they was the only goal of the game. So Berlin now, who did so well last year, they were in the top four, they were in the Champions League, but they're in the second half of the table this year. But that helps them get out of the potential relegation problems. So 1-0 win by Berlin, and it's good to see a U.S. player doing so well. The other big news on the field, I can say on the field, but in the results, Bayern Munich losing away at Bochum, three goals to two. The Bayern has now lost three games in a row. They lost to the undefeated top of the table Bayer Leverkusen last weekend. Then they lost 1-0 to Lazio in the Champions League first leg, and now they lose to Bochum, one of the perennially worst teams in the Bundesliga. Thomas Tuchel, the former head coach of Chelsea, is in a lot of trouble. And if they can't get a result this week, I think we're going to be seeing the end of Thomas Tuchel because Bayern has won the championship many years in a row in in Germany. And if they don't win this year, I think he's, he's not long for this world. So in the coaching ranks anyway. So we'll see what happens there. Leverkusen now eight points clear of Bayern Munich, and they played the same number of games. So Leverkusen, if they continue to play well and win games and draw some games, they should win the Bundesliga. And I don't know if that's ever happened. I have to go back and check my records. Other news out of Germany, which is very interesting, and I guess holds some hope for people who are not happy with Major League Soccer. Bundesliga 2 actually outdrew the Bundesliga this past weekend. And, of course, they had, Bundesliga 2 has Hamburg and Schalke who draw regularly you know, 50,000 people no matter who they're playing. But still, the second division outdrew the first division. And, again, the reason for that, Bundesliga 2 has got some great teams. In fact, my, one of my teams I want to go see someday before I – leave this world is is St. Pauli 
in, in Hamburg, the second team in Hamburg, because they have just the most unbelievable atmosphere. And this year, up until this past weekend, St. Pauli was undefeated. They're at the top of Bundesliga 2, and they may make a return to the Premiership. And that'll be a lot of fun to see the big Bundesliga teams going into the one of the hardest stadiums to play in in all of, not only Germany, but all the world. They're, the fans in, in St. Pauli are a very unique breed, to say the least. So that was that was interesting. I've watched St. Pauli play on the weekend. Actually, a tape match. They played against uh, Gunter Furth, who were in thir- second place at the time. But one of the things going on in Germany, which is really, I think, taken most of the of the headlines, is there is a... Protests are going on at all the matches in Germany because the Bundesliga is hoping that the league is not going to sell a stake of their future revenue to a private equity investor. The Germans are very, very protective of the Bundesliga. They don't want anybody coming in, even like Red Bull. Red Bull does cannot say Red Bull Leipzig. It has to be RB Leipzig. And what they're doing, they're throwing things on, not not dangerous things. They're throwing like tennis balls on the field, apples. Latest thing they're throwing, which is <laughs> so it's not good, but it's hilarious. They're throwing remote control cars on the field and just watching the stewards and even the players trying to chase down these cars. The people have the controllers in the stands and the cars are running around the field and they they can't just kick them off the field because they'll just come back on with the remote control. So they're actually having to carry them off and put them off the field in the bags or something. And these are delaying games in the Bundesliga by upwards of like 30 minutes. And if the referees are pulling teams off the field, but there's yet to be an actual abandonment of a match, which I think is what these protesters want to see. They want to make their voices heard because they're not happy with this decision. So I wonder if that will happen in MLS with the, uh, decision, with the problems they're having with the U.S. Open Cup. Something tells me I doubt it because people will probably be arrested and thrown in the slammer for who knows how long, but... We'll talk to Michael Lewis about that, but just if you get a chance to watch Bundesliga matches, you can watch them on ESPN Plus and Bundesliga 2. Most likely, every single match will have a delay because of the situation. It's it's front-page news in Germany. Champions League this week, we've got Inter, leaders in the Serie A against Atletico Madrid, and PSV Eindhoven from Holland against Borussia Dortmund. Then on Wednesday, Porto from Portugal will host the Gunners of Arsenal. As I mentioned earlier, Napoli will take on Barcelona in the Champions League. Those are first leg matches. And then next week, we'll have the second legs of the Champions League round of 16. And the also happening is going to be the Europa League playoff round. So the third place teams from the Champions League who drop into the Europa League, they're playing off against teams that were in the group stages. So once those go through, then they'll be playing their rounds of 32 in the Europa League. And of course, many top teams like Milan is in, in, in the, round of, uh, the round of 32 um, playing because they were in the Champions League. So we'll see how that goes. And the big match on the weekend, not a lot of big matches in the leagues, but the Premier match will be at Wembley on Sunday at 10 o'clock. It'll be the League Cup final, which really means nothing more than money, which of course is important, and the prestige of winning a trophy. And it's my my boys, Chelsea, taking on Liverpool. And if 
Chelsea can win that, then that may save the job of Pettuccino, their coach, who is certainly he's on the chopping block as well because Chelsea down in the middle of the table, which they've now been for the past couple seasons, that's not where they want to be. They want to be back up near the top, but with the players they have right now, I don't see that happening. But in a League Cup one-off match, winner-take-all, you never know, and that trophy might save Pettuccino's job. We will see how that goes. And a lot of things going on in international soccer again. This week, Paramount Plus has all the Champions League matches. ASPN2 will have the League Cup final on Sunday. So no excuse. You get your fill of international soccer here in the United States. We're all very fortunate because we don't Europeans don't get this opportunity to watch all the different leagues and all the games like we do here in the U.S. So that'll do it for our international report. We're going to come back with the general manager of Flowers City Union, Casey Catlin, on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass on WYSL and live on the web at SoccerIsAKickInTheGrass.com. Sports Leader, AM 1040 Avon Rochester, FM 921 W221CL Rochester, FM 955 W238DE Spencerport. An experienced professional with more than 20 years in dentistry, Dr. David Olivo welcomes new patients to his family practice at 2005 Lyle Avenue. At the office of Dr. Olivo, you'll discover a warm and comforting environment staffed by professionals who are committed to providing the best available dental care while assuring your complete comfort. Call 328-3382 for an appointment. Dr. David Olivo, offering quality dentistry with a gentle touch. Kuja Kuj, it's me, Soccer Sam, for Salvatore's Pizza. Why Salvatore's? We use the highest quality ingredients in all our menu items. Spotless, clean locations. A local family supporting our local community. Full menu delivery. And yeah, we deliver everything but babies. We purchase all our supplies locally from Palmer's. Online ordering at Salvatore's.com and our hotline, 234-5555. And we have an amazing staff. Do it with me, Salvatore's.com. Your family is growing, and it's time for a new home. Why buy a used house with someone else's style when you can afford a new Faber home built to suit your taste and your needs? Start fresh, build new with Faber. Faber Homes can customize your home to meet your wishes and dreams. Visit the Faber Homes website at faberhomes.com and find the plan of your dreams or a quick deliver home. Give Faber Homes a call today at 247-4800 or visit faberhomes.com for our current incentives. Faber Homes, great homes, great price. Soccer is a kick in the grass. WISL AM 1040 and FM 92.1 and 95.5 West. Welcome back to Soccer is a kick in the grass. Andrew Batisti here. Joe Sirian will be back next week, hopefully. And, of course, the big news here in Rochester is the move of Flower City Union out of Nisa, where they won the championship this past season. And, Started their career there two years ago when they were, the team was founded. They'll be playing in a new league this coming year. And to talk about that is the general manager of Flower City Union, Casey Catlin. And Casey's appearance brought to you by Flower City Union. 
And we're going to talk about 2024 season memberships during our interview. So all the news, all the information is at flowercityunion.com. Plus go to all their social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Because there's a big announcement coming tomorrow afternoon about where the team's going to be playing. And I wish we could say it here on the show. I tried to get it for you, everybody, but they're tough. Casey, you're a tough guy. You won't, you won't crack and tell us what, what league you guys are going to be playing in. But thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. And it's the first time we had you on. So for those people who may not know you, because you were relatively new to the team this past year, tell us about your background in soccer and how you became the general manager of Flower City. Uh, so first experience in soccer was in 2015. Um, I just did game-day staff mostly with the Rhinos and the Flash. And then uh, I went away to school to West Virginia, and there I got connected with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and spent some time there. And then uh, in 2021, um, or 2022, I guess, I went and started with Flower City halfway through the year. And then in the off season, I went back to Pittsburgh and then, um, when Andrew Hoyt left as the general manager, um, since I was already familiar with the team, Jimmy and Mark uh, got in touch with me and dragged me back to Rochester. Oh, well, glad you're here. And so you're, you're good friends with Mr. Bob Lilly, then I would imagine. Yeah, I've been with two teams with him now. By the way, I was with the Rhinos in 2015 myself. I did all the social media while I was not doing my regular work. So I finally saw you around there as a as a person who worked with the Rhinos then. So, yeah, that was quite a season, boy, 2015. But this has been quite a season. i got to ask you, you know, it's been two months now since the, the Union won the championship. Looking back on it, what did what are the thoughts that you have? Has it really sunk in what this team accomplished in the playoffs? And I guess when the rings come in, it'll really solidify everything. Yeah, I mean, CMOs will definitely uh... – solidified a little bit more and seeing that trophy in the office every day when I'm at work uh, definitely adds a little bit to it as well but it's still kind of sinking in I mean you just think about it we won a professional national championship at the end of the day and I think there was just so much going on at the time and still been so much going on that it still hasn't fully sank in but like you said when those rings show up I'm sure uh, we'll notice it a little bit more well, I want to thank you personally for including me with the with the rings because I was very happy and proud to be the play-by-play broadcaster for Flower City and looking forward to doing it again for the men and the women, hopefully, this coming year. So I guess the question on everybody's mind is, what drove the decision to leave NISA? I mean, I know what Jimmy Powell has told me, but what can you tell me from, from a general manager perspective? What, what was the reasoning? Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't... In- easy decision by any means. Um, but I mean, two years that cross country travel, um, even traveling to places like Savannah and Chattanooga, even though they're on the East coast, they're still not like a list, uh, airports. So you're still looking at quite a bit of travel to do all that. And I mean, it's no secret that lower level soccer isn't the most lucrative business in the world. So, um, I mean, thankfully we, got a championship uh, out of it before we left NISA, but we, I mean, no ill will, wish the league the best, obviously, moving forward. They just announced a little bit more regionalized play this year, of course. Um, But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, for the 
long-term um, success of the club. We just need to take a step back, um, still work on building on all that success that we had last year, both on and off the field. Um, of course, in August there, we had three games that were the three top attendances in team history. So shortening the season down a little bit um, this upcoming year, that'll definitely help with the attendance, I would say, each match. And let us focus on each game, each theme night, and promoting the event outside of the event. Absolutely. Let me ask you about the travel because it is tough to go cross country. I mean, again, from Rochester, New York, there aren't a lot of direct flights. I mean, I believe you guys did did buses to the games in Michigan and to Maryland, but still, this year there's two teams in Georgia and there's four teams out on the West Coast who are actually pretty close to each other, relatively speaking. So it, it had to be hard for for the for Flower City to, from a budgeting perspective. Especially when you know you're putting the playoffs and you have to make travel arrangements at the very last minute, I'm sure that that was a, a big cost for Jimmy and for the franchise. Yeah, I mean it really was that Chattanooga semifinal trip. We ended up just driving because finding a flight to Chattanooga week of, obviously, uh, it's not a, a cheap expense. So, of course, uh, we won the LA game in the quarterfinals, and just the surprise of many. And, yeah, I mean, I was looking up flights in the middle of that game when we uh, got those two early goals in the first eight minutes. And even then, I was already thinking in my head, this is going to be a a driving trip to Chattanooga, which thankfully we broke it up a little bit, but that's still no easy trip. No, it's definitely not. I know that I'm doing basketball right now for Roberts Wesley, and the teams that come in from New York City to play, they're tired. I mean, just a bus trip for them for uh, from New York City and those the size of those guys. They they have trouble when they when they go on the road. Imagine what it's like for soccer players to drive 11, 12, 13 hours. I mean, that that's that's crazy. I mean, you don't see that anywhere else in the world really. This is the the hardest travel I mean, maybe except for Canada and the C, and the Canadian Premiership, but still it's hard, and that makes it tough for the teams to survive. I mean, hopefully someday the leagues will be more regionalized like they are in most of the world. If, you, if you're if you in a lower league, you play teams that are close to you, and you, if once you move up to higher levels, that's where the travel would come in. But I ask you also, and I was thinking about this earlier, did NISA try to change your minds at all to stay in the league, or did they just accept the decision of the of the team and – move forward with their plans for this year? Uh, They were very understanding. I mean, they knew exactly why we had to leave. So, I mean, they wished us nothing the best, or nothing but the best, of course. uh, But, I mean, they kind of knew that there was only so much they could even say or do to try and get us to stay. Um, At the end of the day, there's an issue that needs to be fixed. Um, Of course, the Northeast here is very thin on professional soccer teams. So having uh, Rochester out in the middle of nowhere, essentially, compared to all the other teams in the league, it's just pretty rough. So I think they understood that. Yeah, I think I think they probably did too. And something they're going to have to deal with going forward with the way their league is set up. I mean, the teams, all four teams in Southern California and Arizona and then the East Coast with the other five teams. So... Again, we cannot mention 
the league yet, but it will be announced tomorrow at three o'clock officially. So I guess from a from a fan perspective, what is going to be the differences and the similarities for them, the fans, from last year to this year? I think the most important thing is the stadium. Is the team still going to play at the downtown stadium? Yep, both uh, Flower City Union and Flower City 1872 uh, will be returning to the stadium again. Uh, we have a great relationship there with the city and with uh, Eric Rose and Rob Taylor, who was my first boss with the Rhinos back in the day. So they want us to come back, of course. They love to have us there. So we'll be back at the stadium. We'll be doing a lot more, um, kind of like what we were trying to do with those later season games and doing a bit more for the theme nights and bringing in the bounce house, bringing in outside vendors. We'll be beefing up that um, stadium experience quite a bit. And this is kind of giving away um, where we're headed, but shorter season means we won't be having 30-degree with sideways rain games anymore, hopefully. Um, you never know in Rochester, of course. Yeah. But a lot of things will be – the overall experience will be better than it has been at the past. Um, obviously, with less to focus on, we can really um, make each game a bit of a event for families and soccer fans and everyone. Absolutely. And what about the team? Is and Will we be seeing any familiar faces from the championship team still with the Flower City, or has that not been decided yet? Um, we're definitely talking with some of the guys. Um, some of them are coming back, confirmed already. But obviously, that many guys, we're going to see quite a bit of turnover, unfortunately. Um, thankfully, Jordan Sullivan is returning as head coach. So he put together last year's team. We trust, obviously, that he can uh, do it again. And we'll see what he can uh, come up with here. The true NISA coach of the year, Jordan Sullivan. No no offense to anybody else, but somebody who goes from last to first, that should, he should have been coach of the year. But that's my, my, own, my opinion only. So I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we always say when we promote Flower City Union to get your season memberships. Now, with the change in league, how will that impact the season memberships? Do we do you know that yet, or is that still to be discussed? I have the graphics created, the pricing mapped out, um, everything built in our system. At this point, I'm just waiting until this league announcement to do a lot. Um, I have a lineup of the next probably two weeks of graphics that are ready to go, announcements to be made, but... This league announcement was the one thing, of course, holding everything back. So once that's done, everything else will be all set. Um, we are still waiting on a schedule, so that's one thing that's going to come a little bit later. But, yep, we'll have season tickets. will be more affordable, of course, um, this year, and really hoping to build that base up with season ticket holders. Um, you see teams like Annapolis that are, as of January 5th, I saw today, they surpassed 4,300 season ticket holders. Wow. And you have – Teams like uh, Vermont Green, I think they're up in the couple thousand range. So I'm hoping reduced price, all that momentum from last year, we can really get a nice firm base under us. Absolutely. And let's not forget 1872. They're going to come back and play in the same league, I believe, the UWS, correct? Yep. 
and hopefully they'll play more than six games this year. <laughs> Last year was just crazy with the with the schedule and the, the postponements and all of that. Yeah, we're trying to throw some friendlies in on both the men and women's side to kind of lengthen the seasons for both. And the women will have a lot of uh, standalone games this year, the less of the doubleheaders where they're playing at 3 o'clock on a Saturday before the men's game. They'll have some of their own standalone games, whether it be a weeknight. Uh, I think we have a Friday night game. I think we even have a Sunday matinee game for them as well. So they'll have their own. Um, they'll definitely get quite a bit of attention this year. Um, their own season ticket structure, their own kind of theme nights for their games and everything. So we've made quite a few announcements already of new players coming in, and we think uh, they'll be pretty competitive this year. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to if – you, if you'll have me back, I'm looking forward to calling both the men and the women this coming season for Flower City Union. So I'm, I'm still interested if, you, if you'll have me. Of course we will. Well, thank you, Casey. Thank you so much for being on the show. And most importantly, where can people see and or hear the announcement tomorrow at 3 o'clock? Uh, any of our socials will be – Post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. We'll probably be sending an email blast out as well. And then um, our website will be up on there as well. So anything Flower City Union related, you'll be able to see it there. Okay, well, Casey, thanks so much for being here on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. You're always welcome to come on as the season gets closer. It doesn't look like it right now with all the snow on the ground, but within a couple, two, three months, we'll be playing outdoor soccer again. So thanks so much again. Thanks for all you do for Flower City. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It's Casey Cantlin, the general manager of Flower City Union, again, 3 o'clock tomorrow, the big announcement of the league that Flower City Union will be playing in this coming season. We'll come back with Michael Lewis of FrontRowSoccer.com, talk about MLS and the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass on WYSL and live on the web at soccerisakickinthegrass.com. Top-notch monogramming is Soccer, Lancers, U.S. National Team, L.A., Pittsburgh United. Top-notch monogramming is... Reggae, Bob Marley, Grateful Dead, Giant Panda, Clash. Top-notch monogramming is... Embroidery, screen printing, heat transfers. Top-notch monogramming is... Rochester, Pittsburgh, USA Wear. Top-notch monogramming.com, 248-2650. Top-notch monogramming, peace and love since 1992. St. Padre Pio Chapel, located at 141 Frank Domino Way in Gates, is a great place to visit for thought and reflection. The chapel is open daily from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and you can have a tour of the chapel on request. To arrange for a tour, please call Pia Pelosi at 621-6703. An experienced professional with more than 20 years in dentistry, Dr. David Olivo welcomes new patients to his family practice at 2005 Lyle Avenue. At the office of Dr. Olivo, you'll discover a warm and comforting environment staffed by professionals who are committed to providing the best available dental care while assuring your complete comfort. Call 328-3382 for an appointment. Dr. David Olivo, offering quality dentistry with a gentle touch. 
Let's face it, sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced. Shop local. At Allstate, Agent Vincenzo Scolo is just that, a local. Allstate, are you in good hands? Call Allstate Agent Vincenzo Scolo, 381-3530, and see how much you can save. Two locations, 835 Fairport Road in East Rochester and 919 Winton Road South in Rochester. Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, North Brook, Illinois. Soccer is a kick in the grass. WISL AM 1040 and FM 92.1 and 95.5 West. Soccer is a kick in the grass. It's the U.S. Soccer Report with the editor of FrontRowSoccer.com, former Rochester Lancers reporter and a 2012 inductee into the Lancers Wall of Fame, Michael Lewis. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. And Michael's segment brought to you by Top Notch Monogramming, seven shown place in Pittsburgh, 248-2650 or topnotchmonogramming.com. U.S. Women's National Team in action in the CONCACAF, initial CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup this week, starting tomorrow at 10-15 against Dominican Republic. Get your U.S. soccer gear and your Rochester Lancers vintage gear at Top Notch Monogramming and tell Tony you heard about his store on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. He is Top Notch. Michael, how's it going tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. Hope you are as well. And uh, a shout-out to Joe. Hope uh, you get much better soon, Joe. Now he's listening, so he, he heard you. So what can you say about MLS at this point, besides they're starting this week? And, <laughs> and Lionel Messi will be playing on Wednesday at home with Luis Suarez, Busquets, and Jordi Alba against Real Salt Lake on Wednesday night, and you can't see the game unless you have Apple TV. So, uh, uh, Wait a minute. Isn't that Barcelona, Florida? That, uh, shouldn't that yes, be the Barcelona, new name of the Florida, team? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they want to make as big a deal as possible about uh, Messi and his teammates um, and have him and Inter Miami CF kick off uh, by themselves on Wednesday night. Um, you know, they're putting a lot of eggs in, in one basket with Messi uh, again, but this time he'll be here for the start of the season. We'll see if he could survive the long, hot summers of uh, the United States in, in MLS. Uh, but they have to be considered a uh, contender this year. If, if, if Miami does not make the playoffs, um, heads should roll uh, with that team. I'm not saying they should win it, but they should be in the mix somewhere on the top four or five teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Anything well, less will be considered a disaster. Yeah. If Suarez plays up to his potential, he led Brazil in scoring last season. If they get the two of them playing on the same page, of course, they're former teammates at Barcelona. You can't just concentrate on Messi. Suarez will burn you. So it's going to be interesting to see how this this season rolls out. But I don't want to talk about the teams. I want to talk about this situation with MLS and the two other stories that are happening. Let's talk about the easiest one first, which is the referees. And the referees have been locked out by MLS. They have we were offered a new agreement where I guess they got upwards of a 25% raise plus other perks like business class or first class traveling to important matches, but it was rejected. So... They're going to have scab referees. Now, they say they're professional and all of that, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. 
I, I think we're going to have to hold our breath going into the first week of the season and see what happens. Um, I think there are going to be some referees uh, that are going to be, quote-unquote, discovered. They're going to look really, really good, and maybe they'll get a bounce in their careers. I don't know if they're going to be accepted if, if, if that occurs when they get offered uh, you know, a contract eventually um, by MLS or anything like that, whether or not they'd be accepted by the current referee association. But um, I think... It, it, the results are going to be all over the all over the board. Is my gut feeling. Let's face it. Referees are always <laughs> damned if they do, damned if they don't. There's going to be controversial plays, no matter what the situations, calls, whatever you want to call it. That will happen again this weekend, perhaps even more so. Um, it'll be interesting to see what what occurs. Uh, like I said, you'll have some really excellent performances and some performances that. Uh, Maybe those game officials should hang their heads about. Well, allegedly, I mean, first of all, let me just say, I have no offense to the officials coming in with the name Scab. That's what we used back in the day when the when the North American Soccer League players went on strike and they had to bring in all substitute players that nobody had ever heard of before. And even when the NFL, when they went on strike and they brought in the sub players, they were called Scabs because they broke the picket lines and played for the teams and the real players and were not happy about it. So that's why they were called scabs. But anyway, the VAR referees are supposed to be experienced. So I guess that's, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, <laughs> that's going to be, yeah, but we'll see how the games go. I mean, like you said, maybe some new officials will make their mark and say, and show that they can referee at the top level and they'll be rewarded for that, for that effort. So that's number one. Number two, which is a much more uh, obsequious problem, which is going to probably be discussed for not a long, not really too long, because it's got the, the the competition has to start. Is the U.S. Open Cup, and we talked about this earlier this year. MLS tried to pull a fast one and play all their reserve teams, their MLS Next Pro teams, in the Open Cup instead of that, uh, the the top flight teams, which the Open Cup and and U.S. Soccer said, uh, uh-uh, uh, can't do that. So now MLS is saying, well, we're only going to put in eight teams, and any team that's in the Champions League or in the or, or something like that, I think it's the Champions League, they're not going to be allowed to play in the Open Cup, and that's not being met very well. And a lot of people, most of these people are, are those who are really pushing for promotion relegation, are saying MLS should have their Division One status stripped by ML, by United States Soccer, because according to the bylaws of FIFA. The league has got to any top flight league has to participate in all domestic cup competitions. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you have a few hours. Um, no. You know, try to keep it to a few minutes. Yeah, I, you know, quite frankly, MLS should have teams in the Open Cup. That was the agreement. Um, they claimed that. Wait a minute, now we have fixture, uh, fixture congestion. Yeah, they caused it by having. The League's Cup, which is, what, in, in its second year now? Um, I don't know how many people really care about that. It wipes out an entire month of, of playing, just about. Um, this is a man-made debacle by MLS, and I'm quite disappointed in, in what has occurred. Um, U.S. soccer, well, there have been a number of proposals that have been rejected either by MLS or the USL, 
Um, I've heard, um, according to sources, that the Open Cup is in a grave situation. There might not be an Open Cup this year. I hope things get settled. Um, I love the Open Cup for so many different reasons. I've covered it since way back in the 80s. Um, there's, it's really, really something special. We all know uh, it's dear to many a, a soccer fan's heart in Rochester after what the Rochester Rhinos did way back in 1999. You know, it's, it's about cup sets. It's about giant killers. It's about little towns, little teams getting a chance to play against the big boys. And this happens around the world. This isn't just the U.S. Open Cup. This is the FA Cup in England and other countries. And to, to have this competition shut down, um, I really don't have the words for it because this is a radio station and I don't want you to get fined or myself get fined, but very, very disappointed in, in MLS for pulling this stunt. Maybe it's, it's, MLS wants to be their own entity. They don't want to have to be beholden to anyone. That's what this comes down to. And I guess if we get, we're going to be talking. This is a developing story, and we'll probably have more on this that will change next week. But the I don't know how it's going to turn out. But we'll let's let's see let's see it play out, and we'll go from there. Because I want to make sure we get in and talk about the women's gold cup because it's a big mm-hmm. deal. It's the first time. CONCACAF has put on the Women's Gold Cup. It's going to be here in the U.S. It's based out in, in uh, Carson, California, home of the LA Galaxy. And U.S. will play Dominican Republic on Tuesday, Argentina on Friday, and Mexico next Monday. And the games will be on Paramount+. Plus. You've got Brazil in this tournament. You've got Colombia, Canada. So it's, a, it's going to be a decent tournament. It's going to be a lot of great players playing in this tournament and they're going to be going all out because it's a big competition and a big prize. Yes. And it's, you know, this is a good way to start preparing for the Olympics. Yes. Emma Hayes, the U S coach won't be available for the, uh, for these games because she's got her team back in England to worry about. But, uh, this is a, a proving ground for the, for the new team. This is a team without any of the really old veteran players. Now these players have an opportunity to forge their history and put their stamp on the team. I know it's quote unquote only CONCACAF and South America. It, you know, you don't have European teams playing per se, but U.S. has to do well, if not win it, to, to, to show that they're serious and also to boost their confidence. Um, the thing about U.S. Uh, women's soccer national team is that it's not like they, they could throw their boots onto the field, soccer shoes onto the field, and say, hey, we're going to win this game. The rest of the world has either caught up to the American side or some teams have surpassed it. So they've got some work to do. And like you said, this is a fantastic opportunity to show CONCACAF and the world they're, they're serious. Two former members of the Western New York Flash, Lynn Williams and Abby Dalcomper, will be suited up for the United States. And probably the most experienced player will be Alyssa Nahar in, in goal, and she, she certainly has made her mark. But a lot of, a lot of the players, Lindsey Horan, who got in a little bit of trouble with, with U.S. soccer, calling the fans uh, unin, uninformed and unintelligent. So hopefully she won't get uh, too booed when she gets takes uh. the field. But Twilla Kilgore is the interim U.S. coach, and 
we will see what happens with her. It's going to be interesting, and we'll see next Monday when we talk about the results. We have, of course, to talk about U.S.-Mexico, which will be next Monday, and then we'll see what happens with MLS, too. It's going to be a lot of the a lot of news to talk about next week, Michael. Oh, for sure. It's the busy, it's the busy season. It certainly is. Well, thanks, Michael. We'll talk to you next Monday. You're welcome. Have a good one. You, too. Michael Lewis, live from New York on Soccer is a Kick in the Grass. You can hear him every week with the U.S. Soccer Report. And go to frontrowsoccer.com for all the latest news from the Red Bulls, New York City FC, Gotham, and, of course, our U.S. national teams. Thanks to Casey Catlin from Flower City Union. And thanks to Jimmy Paola, who also helps us the interview, the owner of Flower City. And thanks to Alex Harling and Jake Schindler from the Lancers. They will be in action this weekend, Friday and Saturday, at TSC at 745 against Baltimore Arsenal. Rlancers.com for tickets. Don't forget, 3 o'clock tomorrow. Flower City Union with the big announcement about what league they're going to play in. This has been Andrew Battisti and Bob D'Angelo at WYSL, of course, and our host, Joe Sirianni. Well, hopefully, Joe, you'll be on the air next week with us. Be with us next Monday at 6.30 for Soccer is a Kick in the Grass here on WYSL and live on the web at SoccerIsAKickInTheGrass.com. Have a good night, everyone. Soccer is a Kick in the Grass is presented by Dr. David Olivo Family Dentistry and brought to you by the following sponsors, Flower City Union and Flower City 1872, the Rochester Lancers, Top Notch Monogramming, Salvatore's Pizza and Donuts Delight, Polano and Company, Italian-American Sports Club of Rochester, Opera Bracelets, Favor Builders and Claridge Decorating Center, Allstate Insurance Agent Enzo Scolo and St. Padre Pio Chapel. Tune in again next week for Soccer is a Kick in the Grass.